Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over and start using it now. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. All right, guys. So a lot of people ask us, how do they make a podcast? So I'm going to let you know on a secret. On the easiest, most productive way to start a podcast and get it up and running, and that is the app called Anchor. It's free. They have all kind of cool creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. They will distribute your podcast for you to all of the major outlets, including Spotify, Apple, Google, and many more. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one simple, easy place. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let's do it. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> A mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop. What's going on? What's going on, y'all? 
We are back. Peace, I'm well. How you doing today? We doing great. We doing great. My God. What's going on? We got a very special young lady uh, that everybody's been wanting to talk to. <laughs> everybody's been dying to talk to her. And so we're, we're very fortunate and very lucky to have her here with us tonight in EYL University. Shout out to everybody on YouTube that's checking in as well. Um, it's Ashley Scott. <laughs> she's a star in her own right uh i'm telling you ever since we put out that episode man everybody was like who is that young lady she is amazing and i, I said yo man wait till you see her in person y'all gotta really see the, the energy that she come with i mean it's energy from the second you meet her to the second she leaves your presence man so we are like i said we are very fortunate to have you um, and uh, glad you could be here with us tonight, Ash. I'm super glad to be here with you guys. Like, just whenever I get to be in your king's presence, it's just a pleasure, honor. So I'm really glad to have the ear of your audience tonight and to share what I'm learning, what I know, and all the great good things that are happening. So I'm excited. I'm and, really and Ash, we, I mean, we, we not just, we should mention that you, you are part of EYL University yourself. I am <laughs> a part of EYL University. I, I am a learner. I don't play. Like I'm an earner and a learner. So I'm a part of EYL University. I was back there in my uh, classes the other day listening to uh, Doug talk about being the general contractor. I was listening to Chris Cynical talking about buying back the block. So I was in there getting my life the other day like, okay. And I, I'm like, if they, the way they bought it, I knew I had to come bring the fire tonight. So I was like, let me get myself together. Make sure I got these things for the people. Hey man, I might have to hit up Sabine, a learner and an earner. I might have to trade. We might have to trade. I like that. I like that ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this this is gonna be good. This is I'm extremely excited. Thank you, thank you for joining us. Um, and yeah, anybody wondering why me and Troy aren't together, it's the first time they ever probably saw us not together. It's Go a blizzard, it's a blizzard in New York right now. Um, so I stayed home and he's uh in the studio. But uh rain, sleep, snow, or hell, EYL <laughs> will deliver. We will never let you down. So um this is something that's extremely, extremely exciting because I feel like uh, we talk about real estate a lot, but not a lot of people have, you know, the experience that you guys have as far as like buying land and like surveying the land and developing the land. And that's that's a whole that's a whole situation, a whole vibe within itself. So I'm excited to have this conversation. I know Troy's excited to have this conversation and I'm sure everybody that's uh, in attendance is excited to have the conversation as well. Yeah, I'm excited to have it. I, I'm, I'm still going through a lot of the phases of development. It's a lot of planning. It's not a buy land and then tomorrow you got a city, you got a, lay, a subdivision built. It's a process. So I'm really excited to talk with everybody today about that process, how they can get started, where they can find land. And then, of course, to answer all of the questions that I'm sure folks have. So, you know, I'm ready to get started whenever you yeah, want. Yeah, I mean, so Ash, the floor is yours. Um, I, you, you're a co-host. And so whenever you, you feel like let you can... Let, uh, me, say, let, let me just... Let me just let me just give the rundown before she starts. So yeah, go ahead. Welcome, to, welcome to everybody. Um, this is a special edition of EYL University. So what we do once a month, if you're not familiar, so we have an educational platform called EYL University, which we are honored that Ashley is a member of EYL University. 
And um, we do weekly webinars on a variety of different topics. So everything from cryptocurrency to, you know, real estate to pretty much anything. You, you, you pick it and we do, we bring experts in the field in and they, they do uh, webinars and it's a classroom style format. So they teach for about a half an hour, 40 minutes, something like that. And um, after that, it's question and answer. We open it up for question and answer for like 20, 30 minutes. And um, it's really dope. People get a lot of value. It's obviously a way more intimate setting than YouTube. Um, and it's, it's a way to actually learn and actually interact. A difference from the podcast where the podcast is obviously tremendous, but the podcast, somebody's like just telling a story and, and you're listening to it, where with the classes, you actually get to actually engage with the people, ask questions. They have slides, PowerPoint presentations. So it's more of a classroom type setting. So once a, once a month, we open it up to the public um, on YouTube. And this is called our open enrollment. So the open enrollment is like you get to just see, you know, for yourself. And um, if you're interested in joining, great. If not, then you just get free information. So um, this is this is be this will be the last week of EYL University for the year because uh, we're taking our winter break after this after this uh, week is over. Um, but this week we have a class. Then we have orientation for all new members. We have Tomorrow. orientation tomorrow at 7 p.m. just to kind of navigate you through the website because what happens is that there's over 70, I think there's 73 past webinars. So they, they get archived. So every single week you get archived on the website, uiuniversity.com. And then we have a Facebook group. We have a movie club. We have a book club. We have accountability groups. So it's a lot of stuff going on. So it's kind of hard to navigate. Um, but it's not an investment club. It's an actual university. That's why we call it EYL University because we really, really want the top spot as far as educational platforms like Phoenix University. We really want to take them out and become the, the household name when it comes to education. So being that is the case, um, this is actually the last week of EYL University as we know it. Um, we're ending we're ending this part of EYL University. We look at it like this is undergrad and um, starting next week. We're going to start our graduate school program. The graduate school program, we're getting more organized. So we have a professor series where we're bringing in the top requested professors um, that taught classes. So now instead of just doing one-off classes, they're going to teach four classes a year. So once a season, they're going to teach a class. So Miss Business is going to teach about taxes, Ash Cash, financial literacy. Sabine Purpose Attorney, she's going to talk about all legal matters. Brandon Wolf is going to talk about real estate. Quentin Martin is going to talk about investing. Um, Kwame Anku, variety of different business topics. And we got the credit dude coming in to talk about credit. So once a, once a semester, once every three months, we're going to bring the, the professor back. And then we're also, we're also going to have um, a trade program. So we're going to have at least one class a, a season for a trade. So that'll be like HVAC or that'll be um, flooring. Because we understand that you know you got to learn a variety of different things. You just can't learn one particular thing. So HVAC, flooring, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. But we're gonna have one uh, trade class uh, a month. But then we're also starting a women's initiative inside yeah, the yeah. to empower women. So it's great. It's great. It's a lot of stuff. So I still have to say, shout out to uh, we our whole entire team. Um, you know, we're really moving forward, Janet. We hired our first full-time employee. Yeah, hold on. Can we, can we get some fire emojis in, in the chat for Janet? Can we do that? Because Janet is amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. Shout we, out to Janet. Yeah, yeah. A we met in the club, and now, and now yeah. she's, she's our first employee. 
it's a, it's a great it's a great story. Um, a black woman uh, that was working for Fidelity, making making a nice amount of money for Fidelity, and um, she was a member of EYL University and just showed a great initiative. So you know, we practice what we preach: group group economics empowerment. We were able to take her from Fidelity. Um, we were able to match her pay, and we hired her as a full time employee for EYL University. So we're taking this serious. It's not like just a a random thing that we just put together. Like we really investing a lot of money, time, and energy into EYL University. Um, and in 2021, we're really, really, really going to make a strong, strong push to make it uh, the, the premier learning experience um, for business, not just investing business, period, all forms of business. And we really want, you know, our thing to be as big as Harvard, Yale, or any other of these institutions. So, um, yeah, so we are running a, a last-minute sale. Being that what I just said, um, we invested a lot of infrastructure, so it's changing. So the price is actually doubling uh, starting next week, but we're grandfathering anybody that wants to join. So now we're running a 40% off code. And all of that, the price right now, 40% off is $400 for the entire year. And um, everybody that's been grandfathered in, like if you paid $99, you're grandfathered in. Um, so that's the great part. It's like the price only goes up, not because we're being greedy, because we're actually investing in it. We have... We're looking to hire two more people probably in 2021. So this is turning into a whole operation. So if you're interested, um, the price will be doubling uh, next week. But um, right now it's 40% off with code freedom for tonight. I'll put it in the chat, code freedom. We'll talk about it more a little bit later. But like that, ask? Kind of that ground rule. So Ashley, let's let's get let's Hold on, get hold on Shari, one sec. Because we, you we know I like code freedom. I mean, that was super intentional. <laughs> There's one more thing that, that, that you didn't say, man, and, and that is we also are recognizing some of the people that are in our community. So we also are handing out uh, awards to our top earners, and we actually uh, went through that process this week. So I just want to give a huge shout out to our top earners, and that's people that are just coming into the community and just saying, like, I want to add value. Any way I can, I want to add value. And so uh, shout out to our top earners. The, the five people that we uh, recognized this week were uh, Angela, uh, Tina, uh, Liz, uh, Macintosh and King, none other than our man, King Arthur, man. So we appreciate all that you have done to help grow this community. And uh, we look forward to acknowledging and recognizing so many more people that are just out here just killing it as earners, man. We appreciate you greatly. For sure. So, yeah, Ashley, the, the floor is yours. All right, let's run it. I'm super excited. So, earners, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. And don't talk about me. I probably got 100 tabs open. <laughs> Busy. Okay. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for joining me tonight for building intentionally how to buy land, develop it, and eventually build a city. Because the name of this thing changed like three times. Thank you, Troy. He just sent out a million email blasts with different titles to it, but... Ash, 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 can, can I can I interrupt for one minute? Yes. <laughs> I, I heard, I heard, I heard. We have a prestigious alumni in the building, um, none other than Styles P himself. If you're a rap fan from a legendary group, The Locks. So Styles, I guess, is interested in learning about developing land and buying land. So you never know who might pop up in these situations. Shout out to Styles. Now on to the ghost. A legend, a legend where we come from for sure. Absolutely. And alumni at that. 
And an alumni. Yes. So thank you for being in the class today, Styles P and all the rest of, you know, the, I'm sure all of us are illustrious guests in some way or other. And so we appreciate all of you guys for being here. You guys got me back on the screen. All right, let's do this. So building intentionally how to buy land, develop it, and eventually build a city. That's what we're going to get into tonight, y'all. Uh, disclaimer, because what I do recognize is that we got earners from around the world. So what I need for you all to understand is that the things that I'm going to teach in this master class are going to not be the same in every state. So the most important thing that you can do with any information that you get is to research it for yourself to get an expert in your area, whether that be a real estate agent, a legit, amazing business consultant, business strategist, and of course, a lawyer, someone that you can trust. It's always good to have a lawyer stay lawyered up. So that's my disclaimer for tonight that these principles, these strategies, these things I'm going to teach you, they are definitely probably applicable to what it is you need to do in your neck of the woods, but you have to find out for yourself if that thing that I teach or say tonight is going to have the same um, precedence in the areas in which you plan on building and investing in. So now that that's out of the way, I'm Ashley Scott. I am a realtor based in Stonecrest, Georgia. I am the vice president of the Freedom Georgia Initiative. If you do not know my story, I and my good friend Renee Walters purchased 96.71 acres of land just outside of Toomsboro, Georgia, a little sleeping town that went viral over the summer after we had the unfortunate events of George Floyd being murdered, Ahmaud Aubrey being murdered, Rayshard Brooks, all of the energy that we have been dealing with around social justice issues made that or article go viral and it caught my friend Renee's attention and her being an entrepreneur, a visionary herself said, you know what, if we're going to make change, we need to look at this town. And so she brought that to me. We uh, went to an open house, we visited, we did our due diligence and we decided to invest in building our own community um, and building a community that is intentionally created to serve and uh, meet the needs of black families and black businesses to try to create a replicatable model for other families to buy land and to create for themselves the kind of community that they deserve to live in. So the Freedom Georgia Initiative is just getting started. We purchased our land July um, 2020. So that's been less than six months. I myself as a realtor have been a realtor for just over two and a half years. And I've been in marketing um, for over 10 years now. I have a company called The Mobile Mavens. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a leader at heart. I am a proud HBCU graduate. Shout out to Bennett College for Women and all of my Bennett Bells. Shout out to my sorority sisters of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. And that's me in a nutshell. I 
am very civically engaged and always working toward a progressive realization of a worthy ideal. So it's time to buy land, y'all, for building more intentionally. Everywhere you look, it's clear that there's a lot of concerns. We've got COVID concerns. We don't know whether or not we are going to get over this hump. People are concerned about density and about how quickly the virus can spread because it's so highly contagious. And what we know is when you're talking about a highly contagious uh, pandemic, it is going to have a bigger impact on dense areas. So we have to look at our housing situation in uh, as a whole when it comes to our public our health and as a public health issue. Not only that, we've got climate change happening. We got wildfires in California and Oregon that is actually dictating relocation trends. People are, you know, literally looking at relocating, not just for climate change, but because of affordable housing. We're in the midst of an affordable housing crisis. We have more buyers than we have sellers at the moment. So this market and all of the conditions around it, we are going to probably see a huge influx of even And food insecurity, land is the direct opportunity to solve that problem. We gotta buy land. Social injustice. We have been facing high crime, high policing, and it creates a cycle of prison industrial complexes. And until we buy land and change how the structures of our communities actually look, we are going to continue to see social uprising and social injustice. We have to change what community looks like to really have an impact on how we um, prison and police our communities. Health disparities, this pandemic, again, the reason why um, certain demographics were disproportionately affected by COVID is because of our lifestyles. We don't walk enough, you guys. We're not living in well-being. We're not spending time in outdoors, forest bathing. You, you probably don't even know what forest bathing is, but look it up. I promise you, you will We're going to come back to that, ass. <laughs> <laughs> you will enjoy forest bathing, right? So Buying land is genuinely a way and a means for us to intentionally create a better world. So that's why I'm so passionate about this. And I want to get into my little five-step outline of building intentionally. So what I'm going to cover this evening is the land, the team, the money, the build, and the charter. I'm not going to go very deeply into the charter because... You know, that's a whole lot, but I am going to touch on it just a bit. But let's get started with a bit of insight. Before I start about, but if we're going to talk about developing land, if we're going to talk about buying, black, back, buying back the block, we have to have a bit of insight, a bit of strategy. When we talk about group economics, we have to really have a mindset shift. So one of the things I want to just get us kind of positioned with, one, I hope you got a notebook. If you don't, 
go get it because it's about to be some note-taking moments coming, okay? If you don't leave with nothing else tonight, if you have no intention on buying any kind of land whatsoever, if you don't know if you'll ever develop any pieces of land, if you don't want to even consider living in community or buying and building the block, any of that, take this with you tonight. There are seven highly uh, seven habits of highly effective people. And for you to be able to actually see something as mag uh, something as big as buying land, developing it into a subdivision, into a mixed-use project, into a full-blown community, an eco-village, whatever it is that your heart is desiring to do with the land that you want to purchase, you're going to have to have some insight and some strategy. And your disposition in life is going to allow you to be more successful versus less successful in this pursuit. Because it will be easy to fail and, and really to give up is what happens. You don't really fail. You give up when you get so many challenges. So if you don't have the right insight, the right strategy, you're going to give up when those challenges come. So I want to talk about the seven habits first before we get into the class, because I think mindset has everything to do with building land and uh, buying land and developing land and eventually building a city, right? So number one, be proactive, period. Poop. Begin with the end in mind. Beginning with the end in mind is essential in buying land and developing it. If you don't start with the end in mind, you're going to lose your shirt. You're not going to have an exit strategy. You're not going to be able to actually manifest the actual benefits, the profits, the things that you wanted from your land if you don't start with the end in mind. Put first things first. You can't tackle everything at once. And your core values and that end that you have in mind, that ultimate result that you want, whether it's some sum of money, whether it's a community that's intentional and loving and thriving, whether it's um, creating a space and a place where your children feel safe and then you can pass it down as an inheritance, put first things first. Because when you come up with challenges, if you remember those things that are priorities to you, you won't allow the challenges, the petty arguments, the things that will happen with contracts and permitters and all of the different things that go on, you won't let it deter you and you won't get caught up on things that easily beset you because you know what the end in mind is and you put that first thing first, right? Four, think win-win. You're not going to be able to develop a piece of land unless you have a win-win attitude, a win-win mindset. It's not just what's in it for me, and it's never a sum zero game. When you're talking about win-win, it doesn't look like I beat this guy and that guy's a loser. You can't negotiate that way and you can't build community that way. You have to have a win-win mindset of I get something, my brother gets something, I get something, my contractor gets something, I get something, my county gets something, I get something, my economic development authority gets something. It's a win-win for everybody. Seek first to understand, 
then to be understood. Before you go rah, 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 make sure that you understand why things are happening in the fashion of which they're happening. It could be something that came up in your build or your project that was unforeseeable. So to understand first is always a great practice when you're talking about going through this path of buying and developing land. Um, and then to be understood, make sure that you are speaking up for yourself, that you are keeping your core principles and the core values of your project in mind with the people you are working with. Synergize. Look for ways that allow things to get momentum, to work together seamlessly. Strategic partnerships, people who are just a good fit. I have uh, some great stories that I don't even have time to share, but anybody that we have brought onto our Freedom Georgia Initiative project has had good synergy. And we're very strategic about never working with somebody we don't like, we don't wanna look, with, look at, or that we think is not going to have the share the, the common goal. Because if I'm going to do business with you, I want to make sure I feel good when I'm doing that business. And when you're doing the business of buying land and developing it, you're going to be in business with a person for a long time, at least 18 to 24 months. And you want to make sure that there's synergy with the partners and the consultants and the contractors and the people you choose on your journey. Sharpen the saw, always um, personally develop yourself, personally develop your team, find new innovative information and ways to do things. So keep that strategy in mind. It will serve you for what I'm getting ready to teach tonight. It will serve you if you get off the YouTube right now, take it with you, okay? And that was Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. That's one of the books that is my suggested reading in life by Stephen Covey. Let's get into it, the land. I'm going to talk about why buy land. We're going to discuss rural versus urban, the process, best features, and things to avoid. Just so you can see in the corner over there, that is my little land that I have purchased with my good friends and family. And that was our first event the big black camp out. So you're getting to get a little glimpse of where we are beginning our development. It's got beautiful views and I just love it every time I go. <laughs> Why buy land? Well, raw land investments are typically less competitive than residential real estate. In the market right now, I don't know if any of you guys are in the market, maybe looking to buy a home, and you have been putting offers on houses over and over and over again, and it's like every time you look, you're missing out on a chance to get the home of your dreams. You might be an investor, you're putting in offers and offers, and all of your offers are getting passed up because it's a seller's market. Inventory is really low, particularly where I am in my market of Atlanta, Georgia, because interest rates are just so low and this pandemic makes people uncertain about where they may move and where they might want to go, they aren't putting their homes on the market. So we've got a whole lot of buyers, but not a lot of sellers. So that's creating an artificial inflation of the prices in the market at the moment. So we really can look towards land investments as a major opportunity, especially when we look at these relocation trends to be able to purchase a piece of land and develop it to really address this affordable housing crisis and to make yourself some money. 
um, again, it's less competitive than residential real estate when you buy land. Sellers of raw land investments are a little more likely to be able to finance through owner finance. And I'm going to touch a little bit more on that when we get to the money section. Purchase price and holding costs are lower with raw land. So that's something that a lot of times we look at as real estate investors are, are holding costs over time, especially if you are someone who does burrs and buys and holds, you're going to want to uh, you have higher holding costs, insurance and taxes and all of the things that you have to maintain when you're holding an actual piece of real property. If you buy land as an investment and don't develop it, but simply hold it, especially if it's in a location that's trendy, a location that's likely to appreciate in value over time, that is an exceptional piece of property that can then generate a profit for you, a return on your investment, and you can just hold it for a time. And hopefully it does become the next place for gentrification or revitalization. And you be, you're able to have that money that might've been sitting in the bank turn into a chance to sell the property or develop the area and build a home and sell it for a large price. So that's the value of um, price purchase price and holding costs uh, that are lower for all land. The appreciation potential, I think I just mentioned that, the appreciation potential can remain high even with less than stellar market conditions, which is where we are now. You can buy a piece of land for affordable price right now, hold it. And then when this wealth transfer finishes, you might be able to have a nice return on uh, appreciation on your land. There are countless development opportunities for raw land. There is not just developing the land, you can put trees on the land and sell the lumber. You can create Airbnb experiences. You can rent the land out for cultural events and festivals. There is farming. You can lease the land. You can do so many things with raw land. The only limit is your imagination. If you notice at the bottom, find land on www.landflip.com. Go visit landflip.com when you finish this master class. Start doing your research. Start seeing where the land is cheap. Start seeing where people are, um, look for trends where people are moving to, and then go look at buying land in those areas. Google is your friend. Rural versus urban. There are, um, I like rural land. That's just me. You're going to find more rural land available at larger acreages at um, more affordable prices than you will in urban areas. Urban areas have all the conveniences. We already know it's close to the Walmart, it's close to the uh, jobs, it's close to all the things, the nightlife, the stuff you love. But there's setbacks to both sides of the fence. You, again, beginning with the end in mind, have to have clarity on what it is you want to do with your investment, what it is you want to accomplish once you purchase your land. If you're interested in purchasing land in an urban area, you definitely want to find something that's going to um, be in a trendy area that doesn't have a lot of zoning and ordinances, but be mindful that you need to check the zoning and ordinances when you invest and purchase urban land. Because when you're an urban land is land that is inside of a major metropolitan area 
area for those of you who are like, what, what do you mean by that? So if you're looking at a place like Metro Atlanta and even the little cities surrounding it, like Decatur um, and uh, Smyrna, those are urban areas with high density, lots of traffic, and typically there's more crime in the area. There are typically higher police. And again, there's benefits like proximity to shopping, work, and nightlife. There's more noise pollution. There's light pollution, actual pollution. So when you're looking at rural land, there's a lot of grants and USDA loans that might be available to you, as well as opportunity zones. You can find opportunity zones both in urban areas and rural areas. You need to be able to Google it, go find opportunity zones. You put the zip code or the address of the area you're interested in investing in to be able to find out whether or not it is in an opportunity zone. Rural has minimum or no zoning ordinances. Typically with your rural land, it's more of the countryside. It's usually about 45 minutes outside of the downtown or center city areas. So there's less density, there's less traffic, there's usually less crime, less policing. Uh, you might have a sheriff's department versus a metropolitan police department. So it's a different feel altogether. It's more abundant with trees, nature, and natural resources. Um, less noise pollution, less light pollution, less actual pollution. And there is the um, challenge of being further away from your modern conveniences. You might not be able to roll up to the Walmart. It probably closed at 9, 10 o'clock, some of the stores you like. But you also, again, I'll say, begin with the end in mind. What is it you want to see with your land investment when you purchase? When getting started in land investment, I'm going to say it again, it's vitally important to understand the zoning laws in the area. The way to understand what the zoning laws are is simply to get with your real estate agent, to check out the tax assessor's office, your county manager's office, your city office. There's usually a website that has zoning and ordinances. You can call your zoning department, your local zoning department in the city or the areas you're interested in to find out what the zoning restrictions are. Zoning is essentially a map, a overlay that tells our um, city planners, developers, economic developers, commercial developers, where they can build in the city's master planning. Um, is this area available for industrial stuff? This area is available for residential and mixed use. This area is available for commercial. So knowing where, what the zoning is on the parcel of land that you intend to purchase is essential because you won't be able to build what you want to build without a lot of hoopla. I say hoopla, what I mean is going through the process of having a zoning variance issued by your city council or your zoning department. It's a process. It can be done. That's the great thing about America, baby. Anything is possible. You just need to be able to negotiate, but just know that that may be a challenge. Property buying timeline. So um, there's 
a plethora of timelines that are possible in real estate development. And it's going to be based on the type of project that you're building. When you're purchasing land for development, know that the more intricate your plans are, the more lar the larger the parcel is, the amounts of acres that you have will dictate your timeline just as well as your budget. So these timelines are very loose, but I, I bought and I was able to organize my 19 families and buy that 96 acres of land in less than 45 days with my, my collective. That's not normal. So don't think that that's a typical result at all. You can take years to find the perfect piece of land if you have an extensive project and vision in your mind for what it is you foresee building. But ultimately, it will be varying according to what it is you plan to do in the area, of course, as well, where you plan to do it because of the pandemic. Things have also slowed down significantly. And you have the fact that there's social distancing issues, keeping projects from moving as quickly as they typically would because of being able to keep labor on the project. It's a lot going on. But visioning is the first step to your property buying timeline. I keep saying it, begin with the end in mind. Knowing what you want to do with your land is essential and it's going to help lead your search. You need to take a few days and get clear about what the community is you wanna build. If you're building an intentional community, if you wanna farm, if you plan on building affordable housing, if you plan on just putting up one house and then doing the next project, just know what your goals are and that goal will help dictate your search because there's a lot of reasons and different um, motivations for why people are purchasing land in this current state that we are in in America. So whatever your reason is for why you want to build buy land and you feel pulled to buy land, write the vision, make it plain and go searching for the land that's going to be most ideal for what it is you see yourself doing with this land development. It can take seven days. It could take 180 days. I had a person who took my seminar, How to Buy Land Using Group Economics, that says she's been looking for land for over two years because she has certain criteria for her property buying. That being that it has access to water, that the, it has flat areas for food plots and flat areas for a home site and it needs to have road frontage and access and it needs to be just in this perfect location in Georgia for it to work. And so when you have those criterias and those very exact specifications, it can take your property search much, much longer. So that time frame is a larger time frame because it varies based on what you want. Due diligence. <laughs> due diligence is your due diligence period. You got to do the research. You've got to hurt and you've got to hire the inspector, the appraiser. You need to do your soil samples, your percolation tests, things that are going to let you know that the site you are selecting is going to be 
adequate for your farming, for your building, for your community developing. So that due diligence period can be 14 to 21 days. I've seen them go as long as 30 days. And you can always renew that time frame or an ex extend that time frame as necessary with what's called an amendment to the contract once you've placed your offer on the parcel of land that you're interested in purchasing. So I, that offer comes after you found that search. I, I, I should have added that as a part of my timeline, but you make an offer on that parcel once you've decided that, you know what, it's got everything I need. And now you really make sure it has everything you need. You test the water. If there's a well, you get the well tested. If there is a lot of trees, you get the landscaper guy to come in and give you a quote for clearing the trees. You need to do as much research as you can on the political landscape of the area. Who's coming into the area to develop it? What's the demographics of the area? This is very important because you can't get a Whole Foods or a Starbucks unless the people who live there make a certain income annually. And they, on, on top of that, it needs to be a certain amount of people who live inside of the area for them to want to come to the area. So all of these things, this information is essential for you deciding whether or not your investment is going to be a viable investment for you. Um, knowing whether or not the land is inside of city limits or outside of city limits. If the land is outside of city limits, this is your chance to build a city. If the land is inside of city limits, Ain't no help for you. You're going to have to <laughs> just do what's going on or become civically engaged and change the landscape of your community through politics and civil um, activism. Closing typically takes 45 to 60 days on land. That is so that they can get the appreciation, the survey. The survey is going to be... Um, priced according to how much land you are buying. It's tempting and juicy to say, I'm going to go buy 400, 600 acres of land. And you might find 400 or 600 acres of land at a price that you could have never thought was possible. But you have to look at the cost of surveying that land, of developing that land, and knowing what your goals are it can take longer than, you know, it, it can take 45 to 60 days to actually close on it. And so depending on the situation, such as your financing, appraisals, due diligence concern, title order, all of that can push your closing further away than the 45 and 60 days. You um, want to work very closely with your real estate agent your closing attorney, as well as your lender to make sure that this project that you're doing is moving along, okay? Best features you can find. When you're looking for land, you're looking for scenic views, fresh water sources such as lakes, rivers, aquifers, springs. You're looking for access to road frontage and easements. You are looking for access to utilities. You are looking, again, for that unincorporated county land that has minimal ordinances. You're looking for places that are home site ready, flat, where you can get on there, you can take that road, and you can build your dream home and get, get it popping quick. 
um, road systems and food plots. If you're into gardening, those are the things that you're going to be looking for when you look at buying raw land. That's going to be essential features. Challenges to avoid. Uneven, rugged, undesirable topography. If it looks like you wouldn't want to walk there, live there, if animals don't look like they want to walk there, live there, it's probably not a good investment. It's probably not the place you want to try to put down roots for a development or a community. Gridlock land. You never want to play the game of buying a piece of land that's in the middle of four other five six other people's properties and lands and there's no clear deeded easement for how you can access that land that's a no-go you can work to negotiate an easement avoid that if possible no water no well no county water that's another challenge that's another expensive piece of infrastructure you can essentially put a well into your land assuming that there is some kind of aquifer or groundwater that is down there you just need to understand that when you put or dig a well for water because there's no county water hookup or no public water works in place that's going to be dictated by how deep your well contractor has to go into the ground to actually find that water. So that can be a cost that is very hard to um, determine. But you can talk to the local person in the area who does wells and septic tanks because they're going to know what the going rate is in your geographic location that you're interested in developing because they're already digging there. And typically the water table, the groundwater um, for a well is going to be about the same for a geographical region or area. So you have to get in touch with that local expert. Challenges to avoid, again, no public utilities, that's another hassle. Unless you have intentions on living off the grid, installing solar power, getting with Moses West for his atmospheric water generation technology, um, being able to collect rainwater, like you, unless you're on that life and you about that survivor, you're going to need public utilities. So do not avoid buying land in places that have no access to public utilities. Also avoid buying land in areas that have overly restrictive zoning regulations, places that have um, very staunch conservatives and they don't want, you know, cutting down trees or places that, you know, are laxed even with their zoning regulations and they just let anybody build whatever anywhere and now you're dealing with toxic water being dumped into your neighborhood. So you there's a fine line to that. You just need to, again, do your due diligence. And again, exorbitant permitting fees. Find out what the fees are in advance for the area you're interested in purchasing land and when it comes to permits. You can find that from your tax assessor's office, your county manager office, what the cost, or your city uh, manager, your city zoning office. They will tell you what the fees are what the process is when you are building something that is a commercial project 
the fees tend to be exorbitantly higher than a traditional residential project. So in any case, be mindful of this. I'm going to go back and mention for restrictive zoning regulations, you want to build those types of projects in have to be open to that. You need to go find out again, go to your zoning and ordinance um, department in your city, in the counties, call them up if it's an area that you don't currently live in that you're looking to invest in and find out what they might have on the books as it relates to container homes, manufactured homes, eco-friendly homes, all these new innovative things that you might be interested in doing. Because I know we got some innovative people out here who want to do some innovative things. So find out first before you buy. The team. All right. So now that we've talked about the land, we're going to go ahead and get into the team. I'm always happy to see my beautiful team on the screen there. That is my Freedom family. Shout out to the Freedom Night. Um, and my business partners, Renee and Laura, Riley Cooper. I love y'all. Um, but you have to have a team, y'all. You cannot do this by yourself. Even if you decide to be a sole proprietor, you have to um, still have team members in the area that are going to support you, that's going to lift you up people who have certain expertise, you're gonna need consultants. So let's get into this. Partners versus consultants. When you start taking on a development project, your partners are your LLC members or your corporation members, the people who put up the money with you to start this business. These are the people who are bringing the mental capacity, the talent um, to this project. They get paid later when they share in the profits. They are accountable for the decision-making to help grow the business or to make sure that this venture is profitable. And they bear the financial losses if the venture fails. That is a partner. Consultants, different world. Your consultant gets paid now as they do the work or as you're doing the work so that you can be successful. They have a fiduciary and an ethical duty to do right by you. These are your realtors. These are your lawyers. These are the people who have went to school and are specialized in doing what they do. You need these consultants in your life, and they have a duty once they bring you on as once they bring you on as a client to do right by you. But if they mess it up, or you mess it up, or some factors mess it up. They don't bear any of the financial loss if the ventures fail. So just know who your partners are and who your consultants are. And if you're really strategic, you make the people who are the experts your partner in your land development venture. So we're going to get into that. Your team players, you need someone who is administrative or business oriented. You need somebody who's exceptionally credit worthy. You need somebody who has a positive track record in real estate. Somebody who is a, con a general contractor. They've been a flipper rehabber for the last five years. Somebody has to know what they are doing on your team in that partner capacity. You have to have a partner who has that track, track record. You need a spokesperson. And in some instances, you're gonna to wanna to have somebody who's an ally if um, the people you wanna purchase the land from 
don't necessarily look like you and don't necessarily want to or seem as if they're not willing to do business with you. An ally is someone who can make the transaction happen on your behalf. That person needs to be somebody you can trust. Everyone should have a history of financial stability. And when I say everyone, I'm talking about if you have a team of four people, all four people need to have a history of financial stability, fiscal responsibility, uh, common sense and congeniality. Because if you got that one hot head that cuts everybody out all the time, it's not going to work for you. Evidence of earned income. People want to know where your money is coming from. And you have to have documented income documented ability to show where your down payment money is coming from, where the money came from for the contributions for your startup. So you have to have that evidence of earned income for everybody on your team. And you also have to have no convictions of fraud or theft because it's just good business. It makes it easier to do business, to build strategic partnerships, to access government funding grants and all of the different things that are available out here. Much needed expertise. These are your consultants. These are the people that you can't do this without. That's either your business coach or your business attorney to make sure that your business is structured correctly. If you are an earner, you've got resources for that. If you are a part of any of these amazing um, platforms that are out here right now that a lot of us watch, like Derek Grace Society, um, a wealth standard with 19 keys. There's so many good, um, platforms out here, including myself, um, with, with my freedom and legacy building with Ashley Scott platform, get a business coach and, or a business attorney, have somebody that can help you structure your business appropriately. You need a licensed realtor, a real estate agent, um, unless you are an experienced investor that's been investing for a long, long time, you have a licensed realtor on your team um, and someone who's seasoned, not somebody who has not done any deals and not somebody that's so seasoned that they're too busy to get back to you. They're too busy to show you what you want to see that don't want to walk around the land with you. You really do need someone who's going to be um, in the trenches with you. Surveyor. You have to have somebody who is going to be able to work, walk through that land and tell you what the perimeters are, where your property lines are. And you don't want to have a surveyor who's going to hit you over the head because when you talk about land acreage, again, the more acreage you have, the more it costs. And when you have a good surveyor like the one I have, they will say, oh, I'm the surveyor in this area. And you know what? Matter of fact, that land that you want to buy, that area, I surveyed that piece, I surveyed that piece, and I surveyed that piece. So instead of surveying all 364 acres, I'm going to go ahead and survey this last piece of the front part. And that's going to save you tons of money because they, being a licensed surveyor, they're work is certified. They're not going to, they're going to do what they need to do because they could lose their license, but it saves you money. So be very particular with the surveyor. And again, having a surveyor who's familiar with the area, that's one of those things you should do is have somebody again, who's familiar with the area. Same thing for your appraiser. You want to get an appraiser of the land who's familiar with the area. CPA or bookkeeper, 
You are going to want somebody who's good at keeping track of all of these expenses, particularly when you are talking about building and you get into the construction aspect of this thing. You definitely need somebody who's keeping track of the books and the expenses on your project. The developer or the builder, they are responsible for that part too, but they work hand in hand, okay? Your developer, your builder, they need to have a track record. They need to be somebody you have um, re verifiable references that they have built projects and that they are in good financial standing, that they don't owe people, that they didn't walk, walk off the project and didn't finish the project. Do your due diligence on the builder too. Loan officer, you have to have somebody on your team that's going to help you with all the different financing stages. And a good loan officer is going to help you get qualified from the beginning to the end for what it is you need to do your particular project. Whether that's an intentional community, whether that's farming, whether that is um, building a community to, for the purpose of, of building a subdivision, your loan officer is going to work, work hand in hand with you to make sure that you make it to closing. Your closing attorney, that is the person who's going to make sure that the title on your land is free and clear and that you are not buying a piece of property that has encumbrances. Encumbrances are claims to the land, claims that, oh, my grandmama owned this land and somebody stole it and um, there is a cloud on the title because of it. There was something that didn't get um, marked down in the tax assessor's office. So there's some issue. Your closing attorney is going to do some title research, do the work of ordering your title, and that's the person who handles that. Um, and that's the person who's going to draw up your mortgage documents if you're going to have a mortgage such as seller financing or do an institutional loan. Your closing attorney is going to also make sure that you walk through every single piece of paper before when you're signing it so you know what you're signing. And then finally, once you are done, whatever the project is, whatever it is you're building that you are closing on, you got to have a PR agent, a marketing team, somebody that's going to strategize so that you can make sure that your project is a success. Because when you're, per when you're buying land and developing land, chances are you don't know also how to market the land. Most of us don't know how to do everything. And you want to have the person who has that experience on your team and let them do what they do, okay? How to choose your team? When a person shows you who they are, believe them. Look at their track record. Check out reviews. Get referrals. It's not rocket science. Go with your gut, but also go with the information in front of you that you see. If nobody has anything good to say about this person, don't you give them a chance. You go ahead and find someone who is reputable. And that's how you build. about the money. This is the financing portion of your land and development. We're going to talk about institutional funding, seller financing, private lenders, and crowdfunding. Institutional funding. <clears throat> this is where the slides get um, less 
cute <laughs> with visuals, right? But it's a serious matter. Farmers.gov is a website that I want to um, tell everybody to check out. You might not have any intention of farming, but with what's going on with food sovereignty, being able to purchase land through the USDA and um, loan products that are available, as well as being able to um, take advantage of any grants and different things that are available with food sovereignty projects, it's a no-brainer. Look into farmers.gov. That is a great resource when you are purchasing land. Um, institutional funding is your typical funding. That's when you go to Wells Fargo, Bank of America, uh, Chase, or Citizens Trust Bank, Unity Bank, and you say, I want to buy this piece of land. I would like to build a home on it, and I would like to sell it. They've got the best rates, but it's the hardest to get. So you're going to need to speak to multiple lenders and you're going to do best by starting with a bank that you already have a relationship with. So this goes without saying, before you try your hand at investing in any land, you should be credit worthy. You should have an exceptional credit score. You should have money and savings in the bank, at least, you know, 25% of your disposable income should be saved in the bank before you start um, buying land and investing in this way. Yes, you can buy affordable land at affordable prices, cash outright. And if that's the strategy you want to do, by all means do it. But if you're gonna do a development project of scale, you're going to need institutional funding and to get the best rates and to even be considered by a traditional lender, you are going to need exceptional credit and experience that track, track record again. There's ways to get around it if you don't have a track record and no one on your team has a track record by partnering strategically with your constructor, your, excuse me, your builder, your developer. Speak with multiple lenders, set up your LLC. Again, talk to that strategy, that business consultant, that strategist, that business attorney. Put your LLC into position by having the best, most credit worthy people on your LLC, people who have experience in maybe they ha have been a general contractor. Um, if you have someone in your family or in your friend group, use the people who are in the best position to be able to go after institu institutional funding if you do that. Um, seller financing is the better option if you know you'd have less than perfect credit. Oh, man. No, hold, hold. Ash, 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 Ash. Hold on, Ash, because we, we got to hear that. We got to hear that. The, the the good folks at Zoom, some, your, your sound yeah. keeps going in and out. They, they, they try, they're trying to censor you like You're your sound right. is... Your, oh, Ash, Ash, can, can you repeat that? Because your sound, your sound is cutting off like every like 10 minutes for like a minute. I don't know. I don't know what, what what's going on, but... um. Can you can you start back at the beginning of seller financing, please? Yeah, we can't we can't let that go on muted. Yes, I apologize. I probably have an unstable internet connection. It's all good. Any anytime, anytime that you do that again, because I, I um.
we don't want anybody to miss any information. Like when your sound goes out, we'll just start talking because it's usually like only for like 30 seconds. Yeah. So then we'll start talking and then we can just bring you back in to just, so whenever you hear us start talking, just know that your sound cut out and then we'll just bring you back in when your sound comes back on. Yeah, because I, I got my notes, Ash, and I'm like, wait, what, what just happened? <laughs> nah, we're going to get the information, hook a crook, man. They can't yeah, that's stop a it. Fact. They and shout out to every shout out to everybody that has their hand raised. We're gonna get to that um, when Ashley's finished with the presentation. We see the questions. We're gonna get to that. All right, bet seller financing. What I was saying is, it's usually a better option because seller financing typically does not report to the credit bureaus. Sellers typically um, just want to get their money, and as long as you pay them, they have no reason to report to the credit bureaus. So that means your debt-to-income ratio is not going to change because that debt that you have on that land is not going to be reported. So you know it, but nobody else is going to know it. So seller financing means you could go and put loans out on 20 properties real quick and start flipping them on how you might see it as an opportunity. And your debt-to-income ratio is not going to change and you'll be able to move on your projects or get institutional funding as needed or additional credit cards as needed without these land deals being on your credit report and pulling your debt to income ratio to a lower um, score. So with seller financing, it's scamming season. So be careful. People will put a picture of a property up act like they are the seller and you go and you're like, oh, I just bought 25 acres for five stacks and you did not just buy 25 acres for five stacks. So make sure you are doing your due diligence, that you're checking the tax um, records to make sure that the person who says that they are the owner, the seller is the seller check with the listing agent, make sure that the listing agent is an official broker and you protect yourself in every form or fashion by going through a um, closing attorney on your seller financing deal. That's how you cover your assets, okay? Don't go do a seller financing deal straight up and you might not actually end up buying this land Unless, of course, you are, again, a seasoned investor, a seasoned real estate investor that's used to buying properties and putting deeds in at the tax assessor's office and with the court in the county. If you, if that's not you, you need a real estate agent and you need to close an attorney to ensure that your transaction with the seller goes through smoothly. Another note with seller financing or what's also known as owner financing. You negotiate with the seller. You can negotiate what you want and they can negotiate what they need. So it could be a 20% down payment. It could be a 50% down payment. It can be um, a flat monthly rate of interest only with a balloon payment at the end. So make sure that you do good negotiating so that you get the best financing terms possible so that you don't end up overpaying for this price of land because if that's the case you hustling backwards so negotiate make sure that you got your best negotiator 
doing the negotiating and you don't lose your shirt because you're financing at an exorbitant interest rate, you're putting too much money down, any of those things can be a bad situation. So negotiate, 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 and make sure, final note, that the owner owns the property outright, ideally. If the owner doesn't own the property outright, don't buy it if the property itself has a mortgage on it that's going to be more than the down payment you're going to pay. Because when you pay that down payment, you want that down payment to clear the mortgage note out. That way you can end up with the deed in your name. From that moment you leave the closing table, that deed being in your name means it's your property. You can get USDA farm um, benefits. You can get all of the things that you need. But as long as there's a mortgage on that property in that seller's name, this deal is a no-go. In, in most states, you can't have a property and sell it while you still have a mortgage on it. So be mindful that that mortgage needs to get cleared. And if it can't get cleared, it needs to be assumed. And you need to go through the process of legally assuming that mortgage with the mortgage holder and do it the right way because you do not want to lose your money. Private money lenders, highest interest rates, hands down. That's not the way to go if you can avoid it, but it's easier to get. Most cases it's based on the deal and you can also get private money from family and friends if you are lucky enough to have people who are financially astute and who have savings and are interested and able to invest in deals like land deals and new, de new construction opportunities. So if you have somebody in your circle, go get that private money first, negotiate, 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 win-win, right? Um, and if you don't have private money available to you in your own personal network, you can go to a hard money lender. Hard money lenders are essentially borrowing the money of all the people in their network to be able to make loans to you at exorbitant interest rates. Um, a good interest rate for somebody who has a pretty good credit score who wants to bust a move before their business has been in business for at least six months. Cause typically all of these financing options, uh, except for seller financing, you're going to want to be in business for at least six months, unless you are doing a farming business in which you can use a USDA startup loan um, to fund your land purchase and your farming operational expenses. Um, but otherwise, you are going to um, need to have been in business for at least six months. Um, unless you're, a hard, again, go, going with a hard money lender. If not, your hard, your hard money lender is going to look at the credit score of the primary, um, the managing partner. If that person has like a 700 credit score or better, you don't have to have been in business for six months. Again, typically the deal will dictate the um, private money lender situation where you might not need to have good credit 
but you definitely need to go and have these conversations again, negotiating with your private money lenders. My favorite private money lender is direct lending partners. They typically do not do deals on land. Most private money lenders or hard money lenders do not do deals on just land. But again, this is America. Anything is possible when you negotiate and open your mouth. Crowdfunding, less hoops, less successful. Crowdfunding. When we started our, um, when we decided to purchase land and we were looking at Tombsboro, we went on to uh, GoFundMe and we looked and seen about 15 or 20 crowdfunding campaigns of people trying to fundraise the $1.7 million for the city of Tombsboro, right? Crickets on all of the, on all of the crowdfunding, like nobody raised more than like a thousand dollars on any of these um, crowdfunding website on this, on this GoFundMe. So crowdfunding, while everybody gets really excited about it as an option, it's not usually successful unless you're very strategic and you have a huge marketing campaign and a great story. We were able to raise over 87,000. We're almost close to our $88,000 goal. And we used that as a kind of like a building fund where we were able to clear our land and put down gravel and, you know, lay down um, areas for us to do our, uh, pavilions and our stages and all those types of things. And so that was a long and hard process to raise $88,000 and we still haven't reached our goal. So I, I crowdfunding is an option. Uh, it doesn't take a lot other than a strong story and marketing campaign, um, but they don't tend to go as far or be as successful as you would like them to be. And it takes a ton of money to be able to genuinely develop large projects, um, especially when they don't have, you know, connection to certain infrastructure. So crowdfunding is definitely um, a later choice. And then there is um, regulation crowdfunding, which you can raise up to $1,070,000. I'm not very familiar with crowdfunding and um, I would love if uh, Troy and uh, Rashad could get somebody who has done some crowdfunding in the EYL University at some point. Cause yeah, yeah, we did. Chris Senegal. Um, Chris Senegal, and I'm sure he'll come back again. And he'll he, he could do a, we could do a class on crowdfunding for sure. Yeah, but, because but he, had, um, he, had, he had a very he had a very successful crowdfunding campaign that they raised over a million dollars. See what I'm saying? So we I I can't speak to that, but that right there, this is how we really start to develop land deals. So that's something that you guys are gonna come back, have to become earners and come back and get this uh, class when it comes. All right. So let's get to the build the discovery period, there's a master planning period, there's a design phase, a construction and marketing. Discovery. Starting from scratch means you need to discover the limitations and the restrictions of the land. I saw somebody in the comments say something about um, feasibility studies. That's this moment of discovery, right? You can do a feasibility study before you buy the land, 
Um, but that's a whole lot of money to put into something um, and then decide not to buy it or go forth. If you study the area, you do your due diligence, you know what's happening in the community, you've got a clear vision. When you purchase that land, you can do your feasibility study after the fact because developing land is really a lengthy process. It's not an overnight success type situation. It's going to cause for a civil engineer to come in to study the grading and the slopes of the land. There's going to be someone who goes and drills into the dirt to see how much um, weight the dirt can withstand. So you know how high you can build and what you can build and what kind of materials is going to be best based on the climate. I'm skipping ahead, but ultimately this discovery period is where you're going to get your topographical survey done. And you're going to want to understand the demographics of the area. Again, what the median income is, are people graduating from college? Is the crime rates high? All of that good stuff. Um, So that is your discovery period, your master planning period. This is where your person that you hired as your master planner looks at where we're going to put everything at the infrastructure and the roads ingress and egress means how you go into the neighborhood, how you go out of the neighborhood, how you go into your driveway, how you go out of your driveway, waste management, stormwater runoff. They're going to plan all of these things. You are not the person that does that. There's a master planner, a developer, architect, a civil engineer. There are a team of experts that sit down and do your master planning if you're doing a large scale project. If you're doing a smaller scale project, you still need the same people, but you might be able to work with a boutique company that has two, three, four people. Maybe they're wearing the same hats, but master planning happens nonetheless. Master planning can cost anywhere from $150 to $750 an hour, depending on the experience of the master planner. And so you could be looking again, depending on the amount of the acreage of the project. Are we talking about developing 10 acres of land, one acre of land? Are we talking about developing 400 acres of land that master plan to lay out those streets, those roads, all of that design from the information they got in discovery from that topography report? They're going to do all of that, and it can cost anywhere from ten to 50000 or more, depending on how much land you are getting planned and who the planner is. Design phase. Designing is the next step to your development process. This goes beyond that initial discovery phase into building homes and structures and retail and commercial based on the climate, the area, um, the needs of the citizens, areas that are prone to like tornadoes and hurricanes, they will require different kind of building materials than places that are um, dry and don't have those type of um, climate changes and issues. Um, So all of that can increase the cost of what you're designing. And this is where you can 
um, make a lot of money or lose a lot of money because you can overly design and you design something that's too high end for the area. And now you're not selling because it was not the kind of design for this neighborhood, community and culture. Purchasing land where there's wetlands, deep valleys, other topographical challenges, that's going to create larger budgets because now you're talking about building bridges and how you lay in your foundation. So all of that stuff is a part of the design phase and it's going to create and have a certain budget that will change according to the complexity of the design and um, the uh what's the word I want to use the sweat the the style the aesthetic of it okay construction this is the second to the last stage of the raw land development process in most cases it's going to be first your horizontal development that's the grading of your roads that's the curbs that's utilities um eventually you know you're going to start building the property from the ground up when you looking for a contractor, your construction team, they're going to get paid in increments from your construction loan. And once um, they have gotten all of the construction done, you're ready to go on to the next phase. And construction, again, can take uh, longer time frames based on the complexity of the design, the materials, um, Chant, uh, leaks in the supply chain or of trying to get certain materials to you if you have certain materials that you are using because you're committed to green building or you have a high-end design, all of that can lead to higher budgets and costs. When you're looking for a contractor or contractors, you can Google what state, what city you're in. If you want to hire, you know, a minority contractor, a black contractor, Google that. Put Georgia Minority Contractors Association. Put Florida Black Chamber of Commerce. Put um, DC Business League into the results. Call them up and find a reputable contractor if you don't already have someone you know in <coughs> Branding and marketing, that's the last stage. Once you've gotten your building um, done, before you've gotten your building done, to be perfectly honest, branding and marketing is what's going to sell this community that you just invested your time, energy, and money into. Branding is how you sell, tell the story of why you built it and attract your ideal residents to the community and marketing is that active placement of materials and formats that will allow them to see that story and get that story in front of the masses. So I can show you better than I can tell you and I'm gonna take you to a community right here in Georgia that's dope in marketing. This is called Trillist. This is a community that's been being built over the last 10 years. It's actually a community that was founded by a production studio called Pinewood Studios. It's in Fayetteville, Georgia. This marketing is what attracts their ideal client. Their values is what attracts their ideal client. The community that they are building 
is for makers, entrepreneurs, and storytellers where they can find fulfillment in every way. This is branding, a community tailor-made for storytellers. Well, it was a studio that purchased land, built it up, similar to what Tyler Perry did when he purchased land in East Point to build Tyler Perry Studios. He, they built a community. That's that economic development. It's got restaurants in there, um, homes. And so when you are considering land development and what you're buying, things happen in phases. And so I wanted to show you this because when you start talking about doing a land project, you have to have vision and you have to know where you're going. So I wanted to show you guys Trillis and I'm going to show you guys. Close that door, please, Skyrim. Thank you. Yes. And Saranby, Georgia. Again, marketing, it just looks like the kind of place where you want to live, right? They got goats. <laughs> so <laughs> when you start thinking about your project, begin with the end in mind and think about who's going to live here and build for them and build in a way that the story is compelling. That's what we're doing with Freedom Georgia. All right. Now I'm going to take you guys to the final stage. And I got three minutes before we go to questions, some insight and inspiration. Don't wait for opportunities to come. Get up and make them. Madam C.J. Walker, the charter, chartering a city. Listen, if you are interested in chartering a city, hit me up. But the reality is, as we begin to be more strategic and work these ideas and principles of group economics and collective um, economics, and we're building collectively communities that are safe, that are thriving, the logical next step is a city charter. A city charter is going to open you up for benefits that will give you more control over your community long term when it comes to how your community is developed, policed, the zoning, the ordinances, the health outcomes, how money that gets sent down from the federal government to the state government gets distributed is based on these cities and um, their populations and density. So all, you, we really got to look at how being a city and taking these developments where we're building our own infrastructure, building our own culture of shared values, then we turn go to the next step, which is a city charter and, and electing officials who are going to represent our values and do what's best for the residents that live in this city. This is called placemaking is what we're doing. It's not just about land developing. This is about making places where people feel safe, where people have peace, protection, prosperity. And a city is a government structure that allows that to actually happen. So that's our next step. That's what we're going with this. So get strategic work together with your comrades, with your partners, with your like-minded business folks in the area, get with your economic um, development authority, get with your black chambers of commerces, and let's start building 
these cities according to our needs, our desires. This is how we be strategic. This is how we do this. All right, yeah. So that was that was powerful. Thank you, thank you. That was uh that was an amazing presentation. So I don't want people to take that lightly. Um, it's like you know, for all the years that we go to school, whether it's elementary, uh, high school, uh, college, even master degree programs. Uh, me personally, I, I've never you know was taught the process of buying land and and this stuff is you you would think that this would be one of the key things that would consist of an educational experience because we all have to live somewhere and land is the key component of the planet earth. And, um, it never, it never was actually taught to 99% of us. So, um, it's, it's amazing that, um, you were able to come on here and teach this and, um, we're thankful. So thank you for that. And, um, you know, it's also amazing that we was able just to even have this platform to actually educate people and it's a very encouraging thing. And um, I'm sure everybody is extremely appreciative of it, but do not take it for granted. Sometimes when you, when you get things and it's free, you don't fully appreciate it. But it's like, you know, um, this could have been Harvard, this could have been Yale, this could have been any, any level of education. I would, uh, I would argue that this, would, this was right up there and better than what anybody else could have done with Oxford anywhere in the world. So... That's that's extremely powerful. And like I said, this kind of information can literally change the trajectory of our, um, you know, existence in this country and is uh, something that we have not known about for hundreds of years, for centuries. So now that we're coming into this information, it's important that, A, we learn as much as possible, we apply it, and also we work together as a group. So. Yeah, that's that's something that is uh, extremely extremely powerful. So once again, thank you. So what we're gonna what we're gonna go into now is question and answers for about twenty minutes. So once again, if anybody joined late, this is um, a special edition of EYL University. So once a month, every single month. So with EYL University, we're an educational platform. Outside of what you see on the podcast, the podcasts are episodes where you learn a lot. This is more of a hands-on learning experience. So every single Wednesday at eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time, we bring um, experts from the field in and they teach a class via Zoom. And it's on everything, everything from how to wholesale real estate to how to analyze a real estate deal, investing, um, cryptocurrency, you name it, we've had a class and we're going to have more classes. Um, And then that's every week. And then every other uh, Sunday is our book club headed up by Troy. And yeah. then the alternate Sunday is MG, a mortgage guy. He has a real estate uh, call. And then once a month, I do a financial planning call. Um, so those are all the things that are in existence of EYL University now, right now. But as I said, we're actually, we're putting EYL University, the undergrad department, as you know it, we're going we're gonna to end it. This will, be, this will be the last week of EYL University, as you know it. Um, we're taking a winter break for two weeks, and then we're coming back in 2021. We're coming back in 2021 with a whole new revamped product. We're going to have a professor series where we're bringing in experts to teach classes four times a year. So it's not just going to be one-offs because sometimes it's hard to learn with just a one-off class. So we're going to do four different classes. Miss Business is going to teach about taxes. Ash Cash is going to teach about financial literacy. Brandon Rule will teach about real estate. Sabine will teach about uh, all things legal. Uh, Quentin Martin will be our investor. Uh, 
teacher. Um, Kwame Ankul will teach about a variety of different business topics, and Credit Dude will teach about the uh, world of credit. And I, Ashley, I heard, might be interested in being a professor also, so I don't want to put her on the spot. But No, I'm in there. I already said I am down. So you down? How, I'm a how, let, me ask you this. let me ask you this, because you, you're, you're a member of EYL University. How has your experience been so far? You just joined a couple days ago, but how has your experience been? It was been so not a couple days ago. It's been a couple <laughs> weeks. Thank you very much. Don't try to play me like I just signed up, like I just jumped on your bandwagon, bro. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I actually signed up after I did the first EYL University with y'all. Um, okay. One of my partners, Greg Mullen, shout out to him. Shout out to Greg. Greg. Shout out to Greg, for sure. Yeah. Shout out to Kev, too, was part of the interview. And shout out to Kev. He's also an earner. So I was like, oh, I can't have Kevin and Greg getting all this good information without me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a great experience. Like, I've just been going hard in the real estate section, but it's like uh, so many classes. Like, I'm not even... Like, it's too much. I'm like, it's a lot. Like, it's good <laughs> stuff, though. The t- I- I've watched two classes. I literally sat there, like, taking notes, and I was blown away by the level of information and insight that I was able to get. As somebody who know a little something, you know, I still was able to learn, which is really cool. Yeah, we're gonna no, over- deliver. We always we always gonna over deliver and under and under promise. That's that's our, yeah. that's kind of how we living right now. So and, we, and it's we, like the most the most successful people always are investing themselves in uh for Ashley, obviously she's an extremely intelligent person. And um she's like, yo, I wanna be an earner. I, I'm I'm not I'm not above being a member of EYL University. And she joined. I didn't even know she was joining. She joined <laughs> and um she became a member and she's she's studying herself. So that's that's dope and that's that says a lot. Um so thank you for that. So we're going to get to questions, but um, yeah. before we do, like I said, this this is the last thing that we're going to do for EYL University this this uh, this year. On Monday, we're changing it, and then we're going to come back January 1st. If you're interested in joining EYL University, like I said, we're revamping this whole thing. We With the revamp, everything is changing, including the price. The price is going to double because we have, we're have paying professors now. we got a full-time um, admin. Everything is changing. We're really, really taking this to the next level. If you join today, it's 40% off, which is $400. $400 for the entire year, including 70 classes, all the stuff I just named. Your grandfather in for that price next year. Um, and, yeah, so this is the last 48 hours. you got 48 hours before that changes. So if you're interested, I pinned it in YouTube. It's EYLUniversity.com. Enter promo code FREEDOM at the end at checkout. And uh, I mean, like realistically, four hundred dollars—that's that's like a that's a good dinner with two people <laughs> in, in, in New York City. That's a good dinner, two people, a bottle of wine. So to have this level of education, I think that we it, it, there's nothing comparable to it, especially for that price point. Um, I mean, people charge ten thousand dollars, nine thousand dollars for for that level of education for a lot less, a lot less actually. Yeah. This, so, this, this um, is this. I, I always say, man, that there's there's no platform that has this much information in so many different areas, man. So, like you said, this nah. is this is the this, in college. This is like two textbooks that you're not even going to use because they're going to give you a, a new version of it uh, the next semester. So, Ashley, Ashley's presentation was a book. <laughs> that was actually like a book. Like if you if you put that in book form, that's about 100 and 
40 pages. And that was a scaled down version. <laughs> yeah, that, that's crazy. That's crazy. So, so yeah, we're interested in having all you guys join. It's pinned. I'll put it back in the YouTube. It's uh, EYLUniversity.com. It's a promo code FREEDOM. And uh, the price will be doubling. It's the first time the price has ever doubled. But we can do that in good conscience because we're giving you a heads up. So we're giving you a heads up that the price is doubling. Um, in two days. So Troy, let's get a couple of questions. Let's do it. You know what? I'm, to... going, I'm going to my man. Uh, let's see. John Palmer, unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. He's been putting questions in the chat. He's been really locked in. So John, what's going on? Yes, sir. How you doing this evening, fellas? Everything uh, good. Troy, How are you? Uh, excellent, man. Uh, excellent, excellent uh, presentation, Ashley. I really appreciate the, the value you were putting out. So um, definitely. Uh, so I, I had a question in regards to, and which I think Ashley kind of covered, but uh, the getting uh, lenders who are, let's say, if it's a developed land, I was having a hard time recently trying to find ones who were financing, um, and I had a bad experience with with one in, in North Carolina. So um, if you have any type of, I say, advice on how to bounce back from something like that, um, I'm I'm all, I'm all heirs to that, but I just want to kind of you know share my my experience and see if you have if there are any alternative ways to to uh, finance things. As you as she mentioned, it's you know there's different ways, but it, it gets you know it, it could go be an uphill battle. So um, that was really my my my, my question. Yeah. Thank so in institution. Thanks, John, for listening. Thanks for your question. Institutional funding is hard. It's the hardest one to get. Um, you have to be pristine. You have to have a strong business plan. You have to have a track record. And for a lot of folks, that ain't us, right? So you have to be strategic by partnering with someone who does have that track record and really putting together a solid proposal for especially affordable housing right options. Because if you're not really talking about what the major need is right now, institutional um, lenders aren't really interested, especially being as though we're in the midst of a pandemic. These COVID um, cautions is what people are taking. They don't want to invest in someone who's never done this before. So your best bet is going to go be seller financing. It's going to also be um, in getting private money, reaching out to your network of people who, you know, who like, know, and trust you, who, uh, know you have a good business mind. And again, having that really solid business plan is how you're going to be able to even attract those people. Um, you can't ask your family and friends for money and your plan's not solid either. Like if you can't get it from the bank, you definitely ain't going to get it from your mama. If your if your plans aren't solid. So you definitely, um, should look to seller financing as an option and just don't give up. Keep plugging at it and refining your plan and talking to more um, developers, more contractors. Get really involved if you're not already with a um, chamber of commerce or an, a development authority so you can start networking and building more solid relationships with some of the um, institutional funders and people who might be in a position to help you make it happen. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, John. Thanks, Ash. Oh, uh, we're going to the H-Town. We're going to, I haven't heard from my boy in so long. Darius, what's going on, man? Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Am I loud and clear? Yeah, we hear you, bro. You good, bro? That's what's up. Hey, for everybody that's listening, 
for everybody that's listening, I just want to piggyback a little bit off of what Rashad said. Man, come and join Wakanda, man. Following EYL on social media is just not enough. Following on YouTube is just not enough. Come and join the game. Like, real talk. We waiting on y'all. <laughs> Facts. Facts. That's my guy. <laughs> real though. We waiting on y'all. My um my question for our teacher is this right here. Um, I'm personally kind of uncomfortable with the concept of pure land investing, right? Mm-hmm. And just from a just from the perspective of it doesn't produce cash flow immediately. But I know there is a sub-market of it, which you kind of spoke to a little bit, and that's the minerals. Mm-hmm. As far as going into land for the purpose of generating income, uh, and I know that the main way of doing that is through minerals, is that a difficult thing to accomplish of like focusing specifically on land that has valuable minerals associated with it? It's not that it's hard. It's like anything else that's got a business. You have to know the business. You're going to have to put together a business plan. You're going to have to hire the consultants, the people who are going to actually help you to mine for the minerals. And mining is a whole process. And you're still going to need some kind of institutional funding to get the manufacturing or, excuse me, the um, equipment that you're going to need Mm -hmm. and hire the people and the team to do it. So, yeah, it's not going to be an immediate return on investment. It's going to be more investment. And typically land that does have minerals on it, those minerals have been spoken for unless you are discovering those minerals for the first time on the land that you're buying. And typically that's going to come out in discovery. And if you come across a precious mineral of some use while you are doing your discovery period, checking the soil, drilling and all that jazz, then you'll be able to utilize those mineral rights. But sometimes those industries are all sewn up and people have been working Mm. in those industries for so long that they have the ability to potentially box you out. So you just need Mm. to do your due diligence when you're looking at that. Everything at the end of the day is going to be do your research, find people you can trust, and be mindful that if you do find minerals, it's going to likely come after the purchase. Got you. Appreciate you, Darius. Got you. Hey, bro, I was was looking on landflip.com, man. Texas got a lot of land. We're going to have to talk. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, we got we got hundreds of thousands of acres available. My and God. see, in Texas, you might find some oil. So like that's where the mineral rights <laughs> can come and play real good. But typically, if there was already mineral rights, if they found that mineral right, that oil there, they got that locked up. They're not selling you that land and those mineral rights too. That's just not unless like it's unheard of. It's possible. Anything's possible because this yeah, is sure. America. Shout out to Tammy in the chat. She said her family uh, has mineral rights on their land. Shout out, there's an earner with, with, with the mineral rights. Shout out to you, Tammy. Wakanda forever, right? Let's go to uh, Jennifer Green. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. What's going on? Hello. Um, thanks again, Ashley, for all of the information you shared. So I have a, a pretty decent situation going. Um, my father recently, about a year and a half ago, gave me about 15 acres of land in Georgia. Congratulations. Um, That's dope. Thank you. Um, so he, he gave it to me basically and was like, you do what you want to do with it. Um, right now it's in my name and my brother's name. 
Um, and I'm currently paying just, I think my taxes every year are about $500. Um, so basically I'm kind of at a standstill about what I want to do with this land. Um, and being that it's in a, it's a, it's in a completely rural area. Um, it's outside of the uh, city limits of, uh, Fort Valley, Georgia, uh, which is in middle Georgia. And I'm kind of leaning towards the whole situation with like using the land to grow trees. Um, yes, that was what I was going to tell you. You took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's what I was going to ask you about if you had any experience or if you have any resources. I um, got some insight. So let me tell you first and foremost, the thing you want to get with is the USDA's um, Department of Forestry, Georgia's Department of Forestry. You want to get also get a farmland number, a Georgia farmland number with the Georgia Department of uh, with the USDA. Um, what you want to do is, if you haven't done so already, you pitch your land in what's known as a conservation use um, CUVA is what they call it agreement. That's going to save you an immense amount of money on your taxes. Um, it's a ten year program, but while you're growing your trees the Georgia Department of Forestry will pay you to plant the trees, to grow the trees. And the minute that the trees have matured, you cut those trees down at the end of your Kuva agreement and you can either do it again or sell the land. Mm. Mm, that's a whole lot of game oh, right there. I, yo, that's crazy. That's a whole lot of game. That's a whole lot of game right there. Sell the trees. So it's, it's called a Kuva agreement, C-U-V-A? Yeah, it's the conservation use agreement. That's your ta how you get taxed um, and you save on your taxes almost 60% annually. Yeah, I hope y'all soaking up this game right here, man. This is, this is crazy. This is crazy. That's crazy. Uh, let's see. Uh, Shannon, we coming to you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. Jennifer, thank you for that question. So actually, when we give them some time, but there's something that we call no fridge breaks. So if you if you <laughs> if you got up to go to the fridge and we called on you, then we got we got to go to the next person. So I'm gonna go to the next person. Uh, Nehemiah, we coming to you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. Peace to the guys. Peace to the guys. You know, I want to thank everybody, um, especially Yl. I've learned so much. You know, I've been an earner for about two months, but let me get straight to Ashley. Um, my family has land in Georgia, over 100 acres. We've had a lease on that particular land for three years with a cotton company, uh, King Cotton. Mm -hmm. The lease is up. And now the question is, the fact that the land has already been cultivated, mm -hmm. is it still, I guess, ideal? Or is it, what's the, what be the process? Or is there some type of way for us to develop it and build a city. I mean, yeah, it's a cost analysis that you have to look at. Okay. So, if you wanted to build, and 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 are you in, you're in Georgia, so it takes 640 acres to build an actual city. So the hundred acres for us was just the start, <laughs> and you got to get at least a mile radius in order to actually be build a city. You can absolutely build a community, a subdivision development, little town, but for you to get cityhood status, it's going to take a few more factors, and mm. having a, at least 640 acres is is the, the land requirement, right? But beyond that, 
the lease, you can continue to lease certain areas and work in phases. So instead of taking all hundred acres and trying to do something new, start with like 10 acres and build a little subdivision. Then you see how that goes and then you do, and then you get some experience because the more experience you right, get, right. the better rates you get, the more opportunities you get, the more leverage, right? So I wouldn't just, I would, the fact that you have the lease, if, especially if they plan on renewing the lease, that's money in the hand. Like we always know, a bird in the hand is better than two in the uh in the bush. In the right? bush. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> you definitely want to look at okay, when I renew this land lease, we're gonna, you know, let's go ahead and subdivide 10 acres out because we're gonna go ahead and start developing on this first 10 acres. And Side just kind of you know what? And I really appreciate you saying that because we were leaning towards that because we were obviously inspired by the 19 families purchasing a city saying where well, this is for us you know and i've studied case law for about six years now and there's actually a case law of a senator in florida mm-hmm. back in like 1930 or something like that mm-hmm. right he had a land that turned into a park after his death but he put it under a trust mm-hmm. and the trust indentured agreement basically stated hey this land is strictly for whites but if we deem necessary we'll allow other races to you know participate on our national park and it got to a point to where, you know, he passed on and then the city had to live out his trust, his indentured agreement. And they was like, listen, hey, no more blacks is allowed. And blacks were, you know, protesting. People was hating and trying to figure out what, why we can't come on this land. They're fighting it. And they lost in court once they read the indentured agreement saying, hey, this man put this land under a trust and it's specifically for white use only. You know, so once I read that case law, I realized the power and trust in owning the land you know so but i appreciate that though we really i really just learned a lot thank you i appreciate you, you man too. we yeah. just got a whole social studies lesson man right you know, just like, <laughs> you like i'm like okay case law <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you never know what's gonna happen on here man yeah uh, case have me a case law <laughs> whatever, whatever you case. said whatever you said i believed at that point yeah, actually, I, I just want to give you credit and, and your entire team, man. Y'all are really changing the narrative. I don't know how many DMs or messages we got about people wanting to get involved in some a project like this. So I want to just publicly uh, thank you for that. So anybody that has not listened to episode 108, Shadi, you want to say your line, please? Doing yourself a tremendous disservice. That's the fact. <laughs> Let's go to Leslie. Leslie, what's going on? Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. Hello, hello. My name is Leslie Valencia. I'm a city planner by trade. I am very new. Um, I studied it, but I'm very new doing it as a profession. Um, I don't want to say the name, but I'm a city planner with one of the most popular cities in the Bay Area. And I identify as an artist. I worked in cooperatives. Um, I worked in the cannabis industry. And I have these big dreams um, of living intentionally. And um, You kind of answered the question um, previously, but I wanted to just get your, I think you're brilliant, you're amazing. My dream is to create a community. Now it is to create my own city. Um, And I just want your advice on like, what would you, what type of advice would you give someone like me? Because I know that I have this great opportunity. I have a lot of privilege right now and I don't see myself 
being a city planner forever. And I just want to be really strategic about what I need to learn and what I need to absorb so that I can, you know, make my dreams come true. And I just want to thank you for being like an amazing inspiration. Oh, thank you, Leslie. Well, I'm super excited for you because like people like you, Leslie, is how we get to build dream cities. You know, like we have to network, we have to be strategic. So one of the first things, if you aren't a part of the Federation of International Communities, Leslie, start there. Um, it's a nonprofit organization that does a lot of work with intentional communities. Um, I just did a wonderful BIPOC panel with them about living intentionally. And so what I would suggest is to start building your strategic partnerships as early as possible, because that's really what's going to be how you succeed in your city planning, having all of your stakeholders and the people um, who have that expertise to help you build a community with those intentional values that you want. Um, it takes those stakeholders' voices to really flesh out the vision of that plan. And so getting with, you know, sustainability communities, um, one of the things that I'm involved in is the Black uh, Sustainability Summit. Um, again, those chambers of commerce, the... Um, development authority, um, just building those strategic partnerships is the first place to start and getting involved in associations as early as you can, such as the Municipal Corporation um, Association. Uh, there's the National City, the National League of Cities. So get involved in those if you're, you aren't already and take the fact that you are already a city planner and use that to your advantage and get as much personal development as you possibly can and partner strategically with those community activists, those real estate agents, those people who are, you know, on the ground who are going to have relationships with the people that you're placemaking for. Thank you so much, Ashley. I, I feel like I got all the pieces scattered everywhere and, and you've really been helpful in, in trying to piece them together. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Oh, Ashley, I see you I see you have a, a special guest. Uh hey, yes. We, I mean we got two hey. for one. She wants, she wants to say what's up. She wants to say what's up. She, hey. She's like, I'm getting ready for bed. She got to <laughs> like it's time to wrap this up, world. <laughs> it's almost, it's almost over. We got. Uh, we'll take one more, and then we we got a special guest coming in. But that's the power. I want. I want to uh, graze over that too. I want to highlight that. That's extreme. That's the power of women. She's uh, giving a mastermind presentation while still being a mom with her daughter in bed. She's about to put her daughter to bed. That's extremely. That's that's. If you really think about it, that's an extremely powerful visual right there. Um, I'm sure her daughter, without even knowing, is is soaking up so much information from her mom, and. Um, like I said, that's the power of a woman to be able to juggle and do so many different things. You know, if it was me, if it was me, I would be extremely stressed out at the moment. I would probably have my son like, yo, go play your video game and just chill out for a minute. But uh, kudos, kudos to all the women out there that's able to multitask, take care of the family, take care of the home and still still uh, educate, educate us, educate and the world. I 
Shout out some of my Bennett sisters on here. Like I see, and my girls high. Like I'm like, I know these people. So thank you, Christine Minor. I'm like, oh, my Bennett sisters, my girls high girls are earners out here. So I appreciate that. I see names and I remember my folks because Bennett <laughs> and girls high are very small places. So you know when you see a name, you're like, I was in all the classes yeah. with her. So yeah, shout out y'all to are all amazing. my girls high y'all girls. Amazing. Yo, it, it, it's crazy. If 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 it was worlds reverse and like my son was down here, it, I'd have to put, turn the video off. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to turn the video off, man. And it, it it's just incredible to watch. Uh, Mark, he been waiting all night, man. Been typing in the chat. Mark, you been unmuted, my guy. You can hear me. Yeah, we perfect. I bet. Listen, I purchased a lot, right? I purchased a, a, a vacant lot last year, so I purchased okay. a piece of land. I bought it for twenty two thousand, right? So right now I'm in a I'm in the process process of going through the zoning because I'm trying to build a triplex. But I was wondering if I could get an FHA two or three K loan to build on it. Um, for new construction. Yes. Yeah, it depends on how much is it going to cost. Well, I looked up the the city limit and it was like six hundred. The, the to build is not going to cost that much. It's only going to cost around two something. Hello? Hello? Oh, uh, sound might have went out again. But, oh. um, well, I'll pick up for oh. that. Um, hopefully, hopefully, she'll be able to come back soon. But, um, I was wondering if it's possible for the FHA 2 or 3K to just build yeah. the construction from the ground. I'm going to ask Matt, actually. Um, yeah, I was trying to contact Matt, but to get in contact with him is hard. I'm going I'm to I'm personally, personally ask him that question, and we're going to put the answer in the Facebook group tonight. So just try to try check the Facebook Hold group. Hold on. I, I think Ashley's back. I think she's back. I, I'm not even in the Facebook group. You should. You're doing yourself a disservice. I, I, just, got on, I just got on this because when I signed up for his blueprint, I, I, I learned all that information first, and then I went to this song. Cause oh, okay, okay, okay. Like well, join, join, join the Facebook group tonight. We're going we're gonna to put the answer to that Um. Hopefully we're able to get Ashley back on. But in the meantime, Troy, can we can we get Janet on before, I mean, before we wrap? Like, come on, man. You know I'm a wizard when it comes to this. She's already here, bro. Janet, what's going on? Hey guys, how are you? Can you guys hear me? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, oh, we, we got, got, we doing, we got, we got the visuals, got the visuals and all that. So we wanna we wanna introduce um we wanna introduce Janet. We we talked about the young lady that we brought on as our first employee, our first full-time employee. This is a big deal for us. First, first full-time employee was Janet, and Janet was just a wonderful person that um, was a member of EYL University, a, a strong supporter, and she was just like going over and above. Like she was putting together accountability group, she was just doing everything. And we like, yo, she's adding so much value. Like we gotta like bring her on full time. And um, like I said at the time, she was working for the corporate world. She was working for Fidelity. Which um, you know, obviously it's a you know it's a, it's a good company. It's not earning your leisure, but it's it's okay. <laughs> um, so we had to come. We had to come correct. She wasn't just working at you know just uh, anywhere. She was working at a a Fortune five hundred company. And let um, me just say, EYLU is the best job I've ever had. There we go. Oh, that's <laughs> love. That's go. love. That's love. So this is how serious, man. Nobody does it like earning your leisure, man. We took one of the top talents from one of the top financial firms in the world. And uh, we were able to bring her to EYL University and she's gonna help scale EYL University to be the biggest educational platform in the world. Let's um, do it. And uh, so yes, can you just talk a couple of minutes? I just wanna 
introduce the people to you formally. Once again, we appreciate you. You're 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 an amazing person, an extremely talented and hardworking mm-hmm. person. True. So um, what 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 do you now have you gotta to say? Keep what, going, bro. You got to keep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, we learned a valuable lesson. If you want to do something right, have a woman. Hire a woman. Hire a woman. Man, <laughs> that's, that's a valuable fact. lesson. If we want to, that's all gotta... the ladies out there. <laughs> Yeah, I want to so. say a special shout out to Ashley. You absolutely killed it. That was incredible. And I have like a dream of having my own little farm one day. So I'm like taking notes. I know you girl, we'd be in some same groups together or something. I'm like, you look just so <laughs> <laughs> I think you're my long lost cousin from somewhere, you know, you never know. So, um, so yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for this introduction. It's been an absolute honor being an earner and being able to help and be on this side is just amazing. I really mean it when I say I love doing this. And um, as you guys know, like we've built this, well, you guys have built this beautiful community and really it's so open. It's a safe place. And for me, it's like with EYL, it's tapping into my, um, how do I say it? Like, um, it's like a heart thing for me. I don't know how to explain it, but like when I do this work and we're talking and we have book club and everything, it's like I lose time in it and I have to stop myself from working at EYLU sometimes because I just see it being, there's so much that we need and like we, you know, we always encourage earners to use their skills. It's a great place for you to practice what you're learning. You know, I wasn't always like, I was, I'm still a little nervous right now, but I, you know, I've come a long way from being on these Zoom calls with EYL and stuff. So Feel free to use your skills, practice with us. It's a very safe place and it's about lifting up our communities and working together. And that's my biggest thing. And I love it. Like we are going to change our communities. We're not waiting for anybody else. You know, my block belongs to me. I'm going to buy this block. Right. So it's about us taking care of each other and sharing what we know. And Ashley's a great example of that. When she's talking about 19 families coming together, you know, having a safe place for our people you know, and, and so, um, I'm just so honored to be here. I hope to see some of you guys tomorrow orientation, um, where we talk about the Facebook page and the website and all these great things we're rolling out in January. So yeah, I hope to see some of you guys on YouTube on the other side. Yeah. And biggest, the biggest, the big, the biggest in the game, man. Like y'all gotta, you gotta appreciate what's going on, man. This is a whole, this is a whole entire movement. Like I said, we, we started, you gotta understand how Earn Your Leisure started. It started in Troy's dining room um, with with just some iPhones, and now you know we have we have a media company. Uh, we're going to start producing podcasts, uh, EYO Networks. We have an educational company um, where we have a variety of different education, and we're going to blow that up. We have full time workers. Um, everybody that we employ is uh, from our community, relates to us, know us. We're stimulating their economy. And that helps stimulate our economy. If you can't respect that, your whole perspective is whack. You know, we had to throw that in there. <laughs> That's a fact, man. So, Janet, once again, it's been a pleasure. Um, everybody, if you are a member of EYL University, check out her. Um, she will be hosting orientation tomorrow at 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock, you'll, y'all. You'll Zoom link. Hey, and Charlie, uh, real quick, real quick. I, I, I just want to say this. Janet is our first, our first person that we fired. But she's not going to be our last. So we see, nah, nah, we, the, we we see the level of value that everybody is adding. And trust me, we're we going to need more help as we grow. So we, trust me, all our top earners, 
We watching. We watching very carefully. Appreciate just you. Like, just like Tyler, we, we watching. We watching. We watching the greats. Just like Tyler Perry um, built built his compound in Atlanta, and he's hiring all these people. We're gonna have the same thing. We're gonna have. We're gonna have um, people directing things for us. We're gonna have kids out of college. We're gonna give young brothers an opportunity to get off the street corner. We're going to give black women an opportunity not to have to work in corporate America and they can they can really um, showcase their brilliance. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying we're going to we're going to we're going to do it. And then hopefully, you know, people can tell like how we get inspiration from people like Tyler Perry. <laughs> hopefully people can get inspiration from us. And then it's like a million different splinter cells all over America. And we're going to end up changing the whole entire world. So I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged, so I hope everybody else is encouraged. And um, yeah, join EYL University, man. Why not? That's what you got to ask yourself. Not why. Why not? Yeah. Join EYL University. Forty percent off. Uh, the code is pinned. Is code Freedom at checkout. And uh, in two days, the price will be going up. It will be uh, doubling. But we let you know. We gave you a forty-eight hour head start. But before we end this, we have to give the last word to our esteemed professor. Ashley Scott, um, what would you like to leave the people with, Ashley? I love to drop jewels because I don't want to die with information and my knowledge in my head. I want to give it out to my community. And so please, y'all, keep on showing up, showing out, being beautiful. I appreciate you. I thank you all for your time. And y'all can also visit me at ashleyscottholmes.com. Peace. All right. Yo, Shai, before we go, before we go, since this is our, our last uh, webinar of 2020, I just want to give a huge shout out to everybody who's lent their time and their expertise to our platform. From Andre Hatchett, our, our first professor, to hit now, um, Ashley Scott. Uh, and there's a long list in between, man. I don't want, I, it's, the list is too long for me to try to name them all, but we greatly, uh, greatly appreciate you uh, lending your time again and your expertise to our community and to the advancement of our people, man. We are, we are greatly appreciative of it and uh, indebted to y'all for that. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, and shout out to everybody that, you know, became a member, including Ashley. Um, so this is dope. I think this might be the first time that we actually had a class taught by a member, right? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah I, maybe. Think, I think I think that might be the first time that we have a class taught by a member. So I just once... keep making history around. Hey, yo, we, <laughs> hey, yo, we, hey, they just, I just got hit on the line. Shout out to... Um, uh, one of our OGs, uh, Daryl Freeman, just joined EYL too. Shout oh yeah, Daryl Freeman. Freeman, Daryl Freeman. But this is another thing too, because Quinn's in the in the Facebook group. Daryl Freeman, Daryl Freeman. Um, his episode is going crazy. That's that's the gentleman who started a company with two thousand dollars and sold it for twenty three million. He's this is this is this is this is so crazy. He sold his company for twenty three million. He texted me and Troy like, um, "Can you send me the link? I want to I want to sign up to EYL University. I need to learn more about business." I, I promise you. I promise you. You said I, that. So I, I might be able to put I'm, it on camera. I'm not sure. We'll see. I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking in my brain like you. You sold your company for twenty three million dollars, but that just goes to show you the mindset of somebody that's never satisfied. That's always looking to learn. He literally he didn't he didn't ask to, for free anything. He was like, "Look, send me the link. What do I need to do to sign up? I want to. I want to join. I want to learn. Like I'm, I, I just need to learn more. So yeah. shout out to. I'm, I'm looking at the text right now. Right before that, he he, he uh, reminded us about that that Apple <laughs> that Apple purchase yeah. that he, we talked about on the episode and how well it's doing. Shout out to shout out to Freeman, OG Free, we calling him. Shout out to OG Free, man. He got he got his whole setup in the Bahamas, a private plane, the whole situation. But uh, you're never too big. You're never too big to learn. 
That's a powerful lesson. That's a that's a very very powerful lesson. So um, and maybe we can get him to teach a class. Well, that'd be crazy. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll do it. I'm sure he'll do it. Yo, sure. man, it's been a crazy night, man. And I want to pre- I thank uh, Ashley again. Janet, tomorrow, 7 o'clock. And everybody that is on the East Coast, we are getting destroyed right now with snow. Be safe out there. Please be safe. Corona is still uh, a situation in our country, and the snow is added to us being inside. So be safe. Hug your loved ones. And again, like, 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 like the video, please. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to the podcast. Um, this will be on podcast audio too on Friday for study hall. But um, yes, yes, spread love, stay safe, stay warm. We love you guys. Um, we'll see you soon. Peace. Peace. Love you guys. Peace. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.